Welcome to this episode of Revolution and Ideology. In this episode, we are covering a very pressing question, which is, which Wu-Tang member would make the best president? So this pressing matter was brought to our attention, um, A, because uh, we grew up uh, in the era of, of, of the Wu-Tang Clan, right? It is forever. It's for the children. Um, and that's where we grew up. Uh, you know, cliche 90s, uh, whatever, middle class dudes that, that fell in love with the Wu-Tang Clan. And we've been fans our whole life. Um, and recently on, I think it was Pinterest or Etsy or maybe his Facebook or some sort of like online thing, whatever, we saw, like, we saw, I saw the sign, the political sign, given that it is election season, right? That presidents are, or excuse me, presidents are temporary, but Wu-Tang is forever. And I was like, I, I need that in my life because I'm the biggest Wu-Tang fan I know, maybe in the world, I don't know. But anyway, and as I started to research where I could find this sign and buy one, and, and, and then I found an article that was critical of that, but maybe we'll touch upon that later, why that sign is offensive for some reason. But, but it, there was only one article, and it was super interesting. It's on Yahoo if you're curious, and you can kind of read that, the arguments. We'll get into that later. But as I was researching this, we found another, I don't want to call it an ad- academic article, but there was a, a, a legit presidential historian. What, what's his name? What's the article? Anthony Bergen. Anthony Bergen that actually um, already answered this question for us, like that which Wu Tang member would make the best president? I don't remember how that question, like the, Anthony Bergen and this question, like cross paths. So maybe. it says here on his article, yeah. if you we'll post a link, but if you want to check it out, it's deadpresidents.tumblr.com. Yeah. It's a blog that he runs. Um, like Jared said, he's a presidential um, historian, but someone asked him the question, so he says. Um, anonymous asked which member of the Wu-Tang clan past or present would you want to be the president this is a post this is actually dated he put this uh, was in March of 2013 so he wasn't even doing it like currently right now but we will Um, and so he posted his answer on his blog deadpresidents.tumblr.com and so that motivated us um, being Wu-Tang fans ourselves to really explore this question just as something fun and new and different to have fun talking about yeah, we are just looking to bomb atomically right now is all we're really looking to do <laughs> because Socrates' philosophies and hypotheses can define why we drop in these. Anyway, let's keep moving before I make a mockery of myself trying to, to, to mimic Inspector Deck. But, okay. So Bergen answered the question for us already. And, and we're actually in agreement. We're in a wholesale agreement. In fact, I think everybody's probably in agreement with who, like, for all intents and purposes, would make the best president. And, and, and it's not going to surprise you. He chose the RZA. But we he actually, says, yeah, Jizza has the nickname of the genius, but Riza is the uh, is obviously the leader. Yeah, so he says like the leader, but we want to talk about first like why would he? Why is the Riza perhaps in his purview as a presidential historian, and probably in most people's purview if you've watched the recent documentaries on the Wu Tang Clan, twenty five years later, all that kind of stuff? Why would the Riza just be the natural person that we gravitate to as presidential from the Wu Tang Clan? Like why? Why like? I mean, come on, Prince Rakim, we love you. Yeah, <laughs> Ignoring the Prince Rakim side of his career, um, I mean, he really orchestrated the whole thing, right? We have to, if you don't know, if you know about the Wu-Tang Clan, you know that. If you don't know about the Wu-Tang Clan, then now you know that. Um, he orchestrated the entire, the group, their dynamics, all of the legal and business way that it was structured, how he reserved, he orchestrated the record deals so that the Wu-Tang Clan as a group had their own record deal and then every individual member also got their own record deal so 
they all had it was an industry precedent that had never totally. happened before for a group of first of all a group of nine artists together mm-hmm. as a group like they had to overcome that, which was quite difficult because most hip hop groups uh, at the most were what? NWA was already a thing. They were what? Four? Am I missing? Ren, Easy E, Dre. Who am I missing? Oh, God. Cube. What's his name? Um, there's five. There's five, actually. But yeah. anyway, so this idea of a super group was not necessarily really a thing. Um, so they overcame that. That was mm-hmm. mostly the Riz's doing. And then to orchestrate this special contract where, like, who'd he sign with? Loud? Don't Loud. remember. Anyway, for the Wu-Tang Clan to be there, but there to be opportunity for each of the nine members to go their own direction with Loud having the opportunity to maybe match those contracts. But basically, it was a landmark change in the record industry. Like, it really was. Um, Keep going with what you were talking about, though. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think you just summed it up, right? Like you said, it was landmark. No one had done this. No one had a group of so many people that were so talented that they were capable of going to a record label and negotiating this very, very unique deal, like you said. And they, yeah, I mean, we're not going to do a whole history of the Wu-Tang Clan. You can Google well, and, that. Well, and I think the other part is he is like the innovator, right? He is the one that took hip-hop in this this different direction, right? Like we, we just mentioned NWA and, and what was going on on the West Coast. Well, Wu-Tang is is, is diametrically just different. It's, it's a very different sound. We would still call it like hip-hop, but it's very different than what was going on there. And that's mm-hmm. fine. They're both awesome forms of hip-hop, but this innovative direction that's um basically it is i mean it's straight from the underground they did not invent underground hip-hop by any stretch of the imagination but this very different direction of fusing like various different like unpopular samples sampling from like 60s 70s 80s 90s era music um with um kung fu films um and clips from these kung fu films and this whole kind of like almost superhero personality for each one of the members mm-hmm. like this it's it's this just beautiful amalgamation of something that was wholly innovative and new the Riz is kind of the architect behind that although i guess in the recent documentary ghost says he kind of came up with the name they mm-hmm. debated they debated a little bit if, right. if ghostface or rizza came up with the name wu-tang but regardless like this whole thing i mean he's really the major architect behind and then you dig into the fact that like it's him laying down the track. It's his beats. Like, yes, he raps on a lot of the songs as well, but it's really like it's his beats, right? It's his beats. So, I mean. So, I think there's really no debate. Riz is the president, right? That's unquestionable. The real question becomes. Who is everybody else and what yeah. do they do? And do they have presidential merits? So, let's talk about vice president first. If we were going to take the remaining members and decide who is going to be Riz's vice president, who do you think it would be? The genius. It's got to be the genius. Okay, why? Uh, He obviously was there from the get-go. They're family, so there might be a little bit of nepotism or something going on there. I don't know. Like, you Mm -hmm. know, we're we're used to seeing that in the executive branch, are we not? Um, But no, and and he is oftentimes cited as one of the best, like, sound lyrically. Like, uh, his his lyrics uh, not only flow well, but the metaphors, the analogies, all of that is is usually cited as some of the best in the entire clan. Yeah. what is it? There's a quote by Raekwon on the 36 Chambers album where, like, essentially all of the Wu-Tang members form like Voltron. And they actually, in that metaphor, they put the genius as the head, the head of Voltron. And for those mm-hmm. of you that don't know, Voltron is, oh, my God. But anyway, <laughs> like, yeah. Which like, is everyone at this point, yeah, probably. Yeah, like, whatever. Voltron's dope. Anyway, yeah, whatever. Uh, okay. are aging us so much right now. 
there was a recent incarnation of I Ultron know, on Netflix, yeah, like a more was. anime, like what? Well, mm-hmm. I guess the original was more anime. Whatever, you get the idea. Mm-hmm. So anyway, like those are the genius's merits. As far as like his solo albums thereafter, they're usually like highly critically received. I mean, he's a genius, for lack of a better term. What do you think? Yeah. Um. VP. Yeah, uh, it's funny because we're like actually VP or like who I like. I mean, we could put ODB in any of these positions just because it would be so outrageous. <laughs> right. But yeah, I think I kind of agree with the Jizza just because of the relationship he has with Riza and so on. I think if they're going to be a team, it's going to be the two of them probably at the top. Then we get into really interesting conversations about if we're going to fill out the rest of the cabinet, what does that look like? So I think instead of trying to go through cabinet positions, let's go through each of the Wu-Tang members that remain and try to see where they could fit into this the Wu administration. The Wu administration, either like real positions that exist in the uh, executive branch of the United States or positions we completely make up. That, yeah, like it, we exactly. could completely make some of these up. But like I think one of the big ones here is I'm going to put Method Man, M-E-T-H-O-D, Man, as the Secretary of the Treasury. What do you think? I like it. Casuals everything around me. I mean, that's him, right? Yeah. Cream. Totally. I get that like Rayquad and Deck have great verses, but like everyone remembers the hook and mm-hmm. it's his hook, right? Yep. Other merits of Method Man, though, like this is why it's kind of hard to put him in the treasury. He is the most, he's probably the most well-known, if we're honest, of like the lay non-hip-hop populist because, you know, he's in a lot of films. But let's say if we're putting together a cabinet, do we want to put the most well-known member as Secretary of Treasury? No one knows who the Secretary of Treasury is. I don't know then. I got, what do you think? I don't know. I don't have an answer. I mean, he can would then be like, the, he would be the secretary of state then maybe like for like relations, international yeah. relations and stuff, because yeah, I mean, everyone loves meth. Who doesn't True. love meth? He's the one that also kind of like reaches out and makes like these other like super, like super duos with like red man and stuff. So mm-hmm. he's clearly like a great diplomat. Yeah. He's in all these other films. Oof. International relations. Put it in the comments, right? Where does meth fit, right? Treasury or maybe Secretary of State, the one that's like in charge of diplomacy and going out and recruiting and all these other types of things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a tough one with that. It is tough. Um, also, I do know like just as a pers- a real life person, it seems like he was pretty savvy with his own money. Yeah. I saw, I remember this was like maybe a decade or two ago. He was on like MTV Cribs, I think, or something or some- something on MTV. They were doing like a feature ad on him. And he talked about the song that he did with Mary J. Blige. And how he actually didn't really want to do it. You're all I need. You're all I need need. to get by. Yeah. He talked about how he didn't really want to do it. And so he went to the record label, Def Jam, and said, I want a brand new Bentley. Like, if you give me a Bentley, (laughs) then I will do the song. And they agreed to do it. And so the person that was interviewing him was like, oh, cool. Did you get the Bentley? He's like, no, I invested that money. Like, I didn't actually want the Bentley. I just wanted the money. And so, like, as a rapper, I told him, like, give me a Bentley and I'll do it. And so they just gave me the check and I invested it. I don't need a Bentley. See, and that's why you, you had me thinking then of a similar situation with Redman. Mm-hmm. Like, and his MTV Cribs is, like, the most famous MTV Cribs episode yeah. because unlike all the other hip-hop stars or athletes or rock musicians or whoever, he yeah. didn't, like, rent a bunch of fancy cars. Cause that's what most of the time they did is they rented yeah, these, these fancy cars, cars and these yeah. mansions and stuff like that. He's so in, they, like, they the townhouse? Like bo- yeah, he's in, like, a townhouse yeah. and it's, like, just regular. Like, there's clothes <laughs> on the ground. Like, the MTV TV crew was like trying to get him to like dress it up at least a yeah. little bit. He's like, nah, this is how I live. Right. And, and again, Red Man and Meth Man, of course, are very tight. We're going to talk about that though. Is is Red Man honorary member? But we'll get to that later. Yeah. Okay. okay. So um, Method Man, little debate there. Maybe Secretary of Treasury. Maybe Secretary of State. Who's next? Uh, we got to go with Ghostface. Okay. Ghostface Killer. What is Ghostface Killer? So again, oftentimes. 
highly critically acclaimed as a solo artist for a number of different works. Um, but also, I don't know, like the most, some would cite him, me included, as the most like lyrically hard to follow because his metaphors are oftentimes so obscure and so so slang oriented that, that that yeah i didn't grow up in staten not not from shaolin not trying to claim it like like sometimes it's just i don't know what do you think of ghosts like where does that fit though like his style is so unique mm-hmm. that uniqueness needs to be celebrated somehow in this cabinet i don't know right. how so um i don't know i'm looking through all the cabinet positions is he the only one he's the only one that's been shot too right that's got to be worth something <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like Secretary of Defense. Didn't he almost beat 50 Cent's ass too? I think he did. Anyway, whatever. Let's keep going. Like, yeah. Where does Ghost fit? Um, Director of National Intelligence. I'm good with that. Yeah, Ghost is savvy as hell. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we got Ghost face down. Okay, so we're also going to have a debate right now. I'm, I'm putting like the brakes on like the presidential cabinet just to have this conversation real bit, real fast. And, I, and Nick and I are not going to disagree. I just found out and I was disappointed because almost everybody disagrees with me on this, but he doesn't. Inspector Deck is the best lyricist in the clan, and I'm not backing off that statement. He is the best rapper, like just pure rapper in the clan, and it's not – well, it is close because I love them all so much. But I was about to say it's not remotely close, but it is close. But Deck is the best. Like – if you think back to all the, the just the, the bangers that we remember from that era, like who is whose verses like stick out, right? Like I just said, like Obama taught, that's him, mm-hmm. right? He smokes on the f- mic like smoking Joe for that's him, right? Yeah, like it's, you said, like you were surprised that I agreed, but also if you watch the most recent documentary, I think it's on Showtime, it's called uh, Mike's and Men, I think. Yeah actually almost everyone else in the Wu-Tang Clan also agrees. So I don't know if it's even that controversial. I'm sure amongst the general public it is, but... Like, he just weaves in and out of, like... I mean, the rhymes are all, like, super tight. The flow is, like, every track, whether he's leading off the track or he comes in in the middle or he comes in the end, he just comes in so, so strong. Um, Like, mm-hmm. The Mystery of Chess Boxing, that's one of my favorite verses that he does. You God starts the song off great, right? Like, Cocaine Straight from Bolivia and all that other good stuff. But Deck comes in and, and you know, he just he rips it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he rips up every track because, like, I don't know how to like, I'm not even sure. I'm not, we're, I'm a history teacher, not like a music critic or a lyric critic or even a poetry critic or something along those lines. So I don't even know that I have the language here, but there's just something about the way he weaves like street life in with the metaphors of like history and foreign affairs and like all of these philosophy. like philosophy, yeah. like he's, I don't know how he does it essentially. Like mm-hmm. he just weaves them together and it's so seamless that I'm having a hard time spitting out what he actually does. But please in every ver in every song that you like of Wu-Tang's go and find Dex verse and just like really listen to it. His solo albums were not as critically acclaimed, although I, I really enjoyed them. I, I don't know, mm-hmm. but wh- okay. So now that we're, we're on deck who we're on deck, what is, What's his position in this cabinet? I'm tempted only because of what you said of how he weaves all of these things together, like philosophy and history and so on, to do secretary of education. Wow. I love that. We're done with that one. Yeah. Rebel INS, secretary of education. <laughs> okay. So, all right. We've gone through them. Uh, we, we also kind of already pre previously talked about this ourselves. Um, I think we're going to go with Raekwon, the chef, even though he's the chef, uh, cause he's always cooking up, you know, some, some good lyrics for us. I think we actually want to make him secretary of war. Mm-hmm. Why is that? Why we want Raekwon to be secretary of war? Because this sort of like militancy military, like 
this theme is prevalent throughout much of his lyrical style, I think. Right. I mean, he definitely has of the Wu members, he has the most like that 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 militant mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying the others don't, but like it's it comes very cl- Wu Gambinos and all that kind of stuff that mm-hmm. comes through in his lyrics for sure. So Raekwon, Secretary of War. Um that leaves us now with um uh uh you god, baby mm-hmm. Yui, golden arms. Hmm. I don't have a strong opinion on this one. I don't know. What do you think? I think he's underrated. I think yeah. a lot of people like so critically in terms of like like his ability, his contribution to the clan as well as his solo albums. I actually think are, are like super underrated. I don't understand why he's so underrated. Um, I mean, I've read like critical reviews of you gods like either solo work or his work with the clan, and I just don't ever really agree with it. I think his contributions to every track he's on are actually wildly important. He has that obvious. He has the deepest voice. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, but like what? How does it translate? How does Baby Yui, the Golden Arms, translate to some sort of position? In fact, one of the best songs that Wu-Tang Clan, that most people don't even know exists, is on his album. I forget the name of the album at this point. It's his only solo album, to the best of my knowledge. Maybe not. Maybe It was his first, for sure. I don't know if it's his only. But it's a song called The Rumble. And his verse on The Rumble, and Deck's on there too, and Deck, as usual, just like rips it up. But he's on there with like Leatherface, and I think Method Man as well. Leatherface is kind of like a Wu periphery member. But anyway, like that it almost makes me want to put him as like co-secretary of war. Is that even a thing? Mm. No. But... Okay. Well, can it be? Because it, it, like just when you listen to you, you guys verses, he's like the one that you would think based just, I don't know, on, on just the bombast. You'd want to mess with him the least. Yeah. Agreed. Is that a thing? Co-secretary of war? Is there something else related to that? I don't know. I'm looking at it. Obviously don't know that all of the cabinet off the top of my head uh, yeah i don't know um anyway uh after you listen to this homeland security but that's a whole other thing yeah we hate that um yeah. anyway um but <laughs> but if you are listening to this episode right now and after you're done you're on youtube immediately immediately put the rumble on after this and you'll kind of understand what i'm trying to again spit out here mm-hmm. yeah we'll post a link to it too yeah it's so good okay so we got you god there Masticilla would be uh, next. Now, Masticilla, if we refer back to this article, what does Berger say or Bergen? What does he say about Masticilla? Like they debate whether he should even be a, um, yeah. a member of the clan. Like that's one of the most like, frequently argued over whether Masticilla should be considered a full-fledged member of the Wu Tang Clan. Why? Why would he make that statement? Don't know. The clan claims Masticilla. Masticilla, like he's been there from the from the jump. Yeah. Now, that said, I think I kind of try and understand why this individual and some others might feel this way is he is kind of the most understated of the clan. Like he oftentimes has the least. Isn't he the one, though, that was like in jail for so many years and then came yeah. at the like, I don't want to say the end because it's still a thing, but like he missed a lot of the formative years. Right. Well, and that's why like on the on the the debut album, right, uh, uh, 36 Chambers, that he's not really on a lot mm-hmm. of the tracks there. But, like, yeah. he's on plenty of tracks on Forever, which to me right. is one of my favorite albums of all time, and that's where, like, that's from the sign. Like, Wu-Tang mm-hmm. is forever, right? And it's for the children. Um, I don't know. His solo album, I will say, was not my favorite. Um, and that's fine. It's fine for me to say that. It was not my favorite. But, um, I mean, he has really good tracks. Like, the main track, um, uh, Reunited, right? Mm-hmm. 
like he has like that very like memorable like mid part with him and the genius and they're kind of like reflecting on the reunification of the Wu-Tang Clan in 1997 after taking this hiatus and doing their solo careers like Master Kill is like the bridge in that specific song that like pulls it all together anyway I don't know what's his position he's understated so maybe we give him a little bit of an understated position in the cabinet Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what do you think um yeah, I mean, there's so many positions in the cabinet that, like, director of the Office of Management and Budget, no one knows who that is. Um, administrator of the Small Business Administration, no one knows who that is. Um, Secretary of Transportation, no one knows these people, right? So we, we'll just pick something, one of those that he can work nicely in and... I mean, he can work with education, too. Oh, man, yeah. there's so many, so many opportunities here for Master Killer. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was just thinking of his lyric from that song, War of the Masses, The Outcome Disastrous. Yeah, anyway, okay. Um, okay, so Masakilla, I don't know if we're undecided. He's in the cabinet somewhere, but he's he's okay. Let's get. Well, to- we're definitely decided he's a member of Wu Tang Clan. That's not a debate. Yeah, like that is undeb. Yeah. That's yeah. Screw this guy. Yeah. Okay, no. Um, all right. So now we get into some like wily territory. ODB. Um. Absolutely crucial member of the Wu Tang Clan. Mm-hmm. The Wu Tang Clan is not the Wu Tang Clan without ODB. R.I.P. O.D.B. Uh, if we had liquor here, we would pour some out right now, but we don't have any. Um, but what position does it... Everybody knows who Dirty is. We don't even need to describe what he brings to the clan and what he did as a solo artist. We don't. He needs no introduction. He's O.D.B. So, like, what position do you give this enigmatic, energetic, just awesome person? Like, what? where, where do you put him? He yeah. challenges systems, right? Mm-hmm. He challenges systems economic systems um he challenges of course the systems of law enforcement like so he's there's definitely that wonderful rebellious streak he challenged what the music awards where he's like climbing up yeah. <laughs> he's climbing up the curtain about that. like yeah like he's amazing this is just amazing and then of course on the tracks himself he like breaks them up with this mm-hmm. quasi hip-hop singing um just eclecticness that that's almost indescribable there is no replicating of odb now i've been to like shows since his passing where his son has kind of filled in admirably like amazingly well um but he is just a one in a million human Mm -hmm. being so like where do you put odb so i would suggest since everyone's familiar with like his relationship with law enforcement etc like you said and he is so well known for like challenging the status quo and so on one of the most, I think, underrated members of the cabinet because it has such huge ramifications for the laws and the way that the administration can function legally, probably attorney general. I love that. Done. ODB attorney general. Okay. Last but not least of like the, the, the clan, Capadonna. Mm. Mm. Um, by far the most direct, in my opinion, with his like lyrical delivery and like his metaphors, it, he doesn't go nearly as abstract as Ghost. There's not quite as many like political, philosophical, historical connections like Deck. He's just he's right there. Like it's about his sound. It's about who he is and what he's bringing to the clan and what he's going to bring to other people. Sometimes uh, to their detriment. What what's Cap hmm. Capadonna? Hmm. Like you said, kind of like Mastakilla and a couple of the others, like super underrated for sure. Like, I Winter think... Wars was one of his better. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's not his track. It's on Iron Man, I believe, Ghostface's album. But like he closes yeah. it out with like this, this two minute just. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a real place where he fits in well. I don't know. What do you think? Capadonna. I don't. I mean, he's he's a glue guy. 
Yeah, it, so it could be he could be like the chief of staff, right? I like that. I like There's got to be someone to keep them all. Yeah. If Riz is, Riz is the one that did it in real life, but if he's busy being president, he can't keep them all together and on the same page. Okay. So it's got to be Capadonna, I guess. Okay. We don't have to give these other guys a position then, but Redman, yes or no, honorary honorary side piece. Oh, yeah. side, side piece. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. If Redman ever watches this, I apologize right now. <laughs> Let's get dirty. No. Um, the, but what, Redman, what are you? I mean, definitely honorary, like, side member. He's not a member. I don't, I don't know if anyone But I don't even know that he ever, like, really even wanted to be because yeah. he, was, he was his own wildly successful mm-hmm. artist before all this. Yeah. Him and Meth collab. And then he kind of threw that collabs more. I, like, I've been to shows where he's there and he's mm-hmm. with them, but, like, yeah. but he's his own successful yeah, for person. for sure, honorary member. But then there's the other groups that are. So he su- could be, like, you know, an ambassador to some country right. or something. Yeah. What about the groups that are only successful, perhaps we would argue, because we'll put, like, like kind of nurtured and put them together? So, like the Killer Bees and stuff? Yeah. Or Kill a Priest, maybe, to a mm-hmm. lesser extent. Um, I mean, they get, like, peripheral positions, right? Who's, uh, who was the little, like, like, Jewish rapper? What's his name again? I don't know, but I know exactly who you're talking about. Why can't I think of him? We saw him. Yeah. We saw him downtown. Or at least I think we did. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Why can't I think of his name? No idea. Anyway. I remember. We'll put it in the notes. Um, Killer Army. Mm-hmm. It's the last Armageddon. Where they get they... like peripheral. They can fill out the rest of the cabinet and then get periphery positions, I think, in the government. In the government. They can be ambassadors and et cetera. Okay. Let's talk about the other things real fast before we kind of close this, this, this out. So like what would be – so I guess there's not even a question here like – they would all like need to be wearing woo wear, right? Mm-hmm. Woo wear would be like the the uniform of like yeah, the government of mm-hmm. the government. So woo wear would become the official like mm-hmm. uniforms. Um, I just changed my mind. ODB is the press secretary. Oh yeah, that's it. He's at every press conference. He's well, then a, who's attorney general then? I guess I don't know. Cap. Yeah. Know. Maybe we move Cap or Mastakilla. Mastakilla is so smart. Maybe yeah. he could be a good attorney mm-hmm. general. Like he's so understated. Okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we could put him as attorney general. Okay. So that's good. So Wu Wear becomes the official uniform of like the government, like all governing bodies. What I want to talk about now, new national anthem. Mm. So this is, this is essentially going to be the biggest debate and maybe how we close out this, this, this brief like discussion of Wu Tang being forever in the political sphere. What I'm asking you, Nick, is what is the best Wu-Tang song of the thousands of choices you have can you choose oh God, one no. to be the anthem I can choose one to be the anthem but not necessarily because it's the best song just because of the one line that embodies so much about what the U.S. represents I bomb atomically I bomb atomically <laughs> that's what the United States does so mine would be and I misquoted a, a, a song title earlier everybody I said reunited reunited was not the song title it was triumph where everybody's together and they're mm-hmm. like reunite reunited is also a song on the same album but I, 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 I want to make my correction now while it's in my head and the only reason I'm making that correction and and thought of it just right this second is because reunited is one of my favorite songs but I don't know that that fits the qualifications mm-hmm. does triumph the song where each member has a lyric yep. does triumph fit the national anthem yeah i mean it's a good choice because like you said everyone's included it's about yeah uh, yeah seventh chambers up there Mm -hmm. um or it could be the one that like broke them protect your neck like that was the first single right or like there's got to be an argument made for cash rules everything around me in the united states that would be the most fitting probably national anthem 
well, hope it's the best, but yeah, we're hoping yeah. they'll change things so that that won't be so much the, the case. But yeah. Last question then. I I I, t- I said it was last question before, but like we have a debate. So me, I'd probably go, even though it might not be my personal favorite Wu Tang song. I do think Triumph is the national anthem because mm-hmm. each member is a contributor on that track. Yeah. Um, and not just like a side contributor, like a wholly integral contributor. The song's mm-hmm. amazing. Now I forgot what I was going to ask you. That was going to be wildly important. Oh, okay. Um, maybe I don't even remember. What was I going to ask you? I don't know. Man. Oh, no. Oh, no. It just kind of fell out. Oh, okay. If RZA ran for president, would he have done better than Kanye in real life? IRL. Oh, I, IRL. Mm, Kanye might be like Kanye's more way more popular. Famous, but yeah, but, but not, RZA actually could but have is like, respe- So Kanye is more famous rizza is respected by everybody he also could have like given speeches that would have been amazing right like actually politically amazing right whereas like kanye can't is incapable of doing that so yeah i think if he actually campaigned and etc i think he for sure could get more votes while we are not sponsored by wu-tang clan or anything along those lines and while we're just like giving them like more publicity than necessary like to give you an idea like you can read rizza's book the Tao of Wu. i'll give you a little insight as to what type of of leader he would be so okay so we're back down the line i already forgot all the titles whatever like Me too. yeah it's it is what it is anyway um presidents are temporary wu-tang is forever take us out Leave us your comments and let us know what you think about where every member should fit in the cabinet. You can find us online, revolutionandideology.com. We're on Twitter. You can let us know there what you think as well, at Rev and Ideology. I'm Nick. Jared. Later.